All right, Alex Kane. All right, we're in. Uh, welcome. Thank you. Uh, you rode here. Fresh off a bike ride. On a pushy. On a push bike. Uh, you mad fucker, you're risking death. Down Sydney Road. Yeah, that's nuts. Mm, You've heard crazy. my bit about that. I have, yes. I'm too frightened. I, I fear you're a hero in my book. It's, um, it's fucking dangerous, isn't it? Well, the positive thing about riding down Sydney Road is traffic's always so bad that you're never really going fast. Mm-mm. So you sort of always feel like you could see yourself get car doored or see someone swerve or see... Yeah. Went through a tram, like, you know, when the tram stops and everyone on the left has got to give way yeah. car-wise. Car yeah. I just figured because I was a bike, that didn't apply to me, but obviously it does. Did you um, get abuse hurled at you? Not really, because there was not many people going on and off. And, right. and, like, you know, you're in control, so you just slowed down. I feel like I'm one of them. You're closer to a pedestrian than you are a vehicle when you're on the bike. Did you stop? Well, I just slowed down and sort of we like there wasn't it was like three people, so right. I sort of just like I was at a walking pace, weaving in and out. Yeah, it wasn't um, it wasn't a big deal. Mm. I get scared of riding a pushy on the road, and someone's going to open their car door that's parked. Yeah, yeah, that's the uh, well, that's the greatest fear, isn't it, of the the car door? Is it? Yeah. Fuck. Um, I'm just without a car. Like I I have had a car my entire life, and I've been without one for the last. I don't know, we did the gig in Kerrang, so maybe just after that I had to give it back. And um, so for the last couple of months, uh, I've been no bike. But, oh, right. Uh, no car, sorry. How yeah. come you lost your car? Like the perks of, of the job. Perks of the job. Uh, I'm working in uh, Asia at the moment. So I'm doing on the Asia team. So they basically couldn't really justify me having a car. So you go into an office and you... I'm just working from home. So Oh, you work from home? Yeah. Yeah, there's no... Um, there's no need for me to. Uh, there's no need for me to have a car, and someone else needed it, so they sort of went, "Look, we know it's a perk, but this person kind of needs it more than you so because there's no cars coming in to the country, like in that global supply chain thing because of COVID. Like you can't order a new car now, so no. they've ordered one. It's on the way. Right. It's just I got to wait until we can get it. All right. So if, if someone opens up their park their park car door and mm. collects you. It's your work's fault. It's exactly what I'm saying. Yeah, oh, yeah. Good. You can sue them. I don't have health insurance on, on account of that. <laughs> <laughs> That's <laughs> it. it. <laughs> Fuck. Um, so, uh, yeah, so you gigged last night in Frankston. Did. Uh, I was in uh, Torquay. I saw. I saw with uh, with Wattsy. Yes. Yeah, I love John Watt. Love um, John Watt. Love Ferg Neal. And great gigs. Claire Hooper. Yeah, it was a great show. I did that. I did that gig. Oh, maybe just before, maybe like June last year, just before July last year when we went into lockdown. It was the night before we went into lockdown. Was that you and Evan Hocking and it Dave was, O'Neill? That was that, yeah, that was it. Yeah, they reckon it was raucous. It was like a New Year's Eve party. Exactly. Everyone like was that. trying to like smash piss before. Yeah, yeah, they. Um, getting grounded. Yeah. By yeah. Dan. I don't know if, yeah, they, uh, the brewery would like me, but they just. They didn't play by the rules when it came to closing time. Like uh, Evo and I, we carpooled and we were heading out and they were all just moving out of the brewery bar into the brewery shed where they actually do the brewing. Because, At midnight. Yeah, because the police wouldn't look in the shed. Yeah, <laughs> To keep going, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's very close by that shed. It was very close by, yeah. Now, yeah. I, know, now I know why it explains there was uh, a, a lot of soundproofing around the sides there. Oh, yeah, there so you go. So maybe they had some sessions. Yeah, they would have. They um, can always invert commas, brew. Can't they be brewing? Can brew at any time. Yeah, we're working. Who's to bakeries open at two yeah. in the morning? You know, <laughs> just because I'm chucking up and he's holding my hair back. Yeah, it doesn't mean doesn't we're not mean, on the clock. Yeah, it's yeah. a work in progress. <laughs> it's just not a good batch. That's yeah. why I'm throwing up. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh, yeah, man. So, uh, yeah, we did the gig last night. It was in Morty Alec, actually, which I think is pretty close to Frankston. Um, Morty was it? I don't know that gig. What was it? It's a brewery gig. Is they're all <laughs> the breweries love Fucking the comedy. Love the comedy. Um. Geordie, you know Geordie Mitchell from Death of Glory? Oh, is this Brayside? Brayside. Yeah, cool. Yeah. And who'd you go down with? Quirky? Corbin. Uh, Lee Corbin. Qu- Lee Corbin. Yeah, yeah. Right. yeah. Is that yeah. you say Corbin? I say Corbin because it's a Q, right? I say Corbin. Mm. The MC said Corbin last night, and I thought to myself, that makes more sense. But He hasn't pulled me up on it. No. He's a really fiery guy. He's really nasty. Like <laughs> He tried to like, stab me wanna, twice. You don't want to cross him. <laughs> he'll fuck you up. <laughs> He's the fucking nicest guy alive. Yeah, I know. That's why. That's why <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> he's very charming. He is. Yeah, yeah. He's a nice... Uh, he's an Adelaide nice, boy. He's an Adelaide boy. Are you an Adelaide boy? I'm a Queensland boy. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm out. No, I love... I, I want to end up in Queensland. You don't. I do. You, 
don't know enough about Queensland. No, I want, I'm I'm very self-contained though. I don't want to. I, I don't mix with the general population. That's want, fine then. I want to get an apartment and buy a forty grand yacht and just sail during the day and then do gigs at night. That's chill. That, I don't know where. That's the issue with Queensland. It's so spread out. I don't know where you could do that. Like the only place Sunshine Coast. They there's no gigs. There's no gigs. I, I grew drive. up on the Sunshine Coast. Oh, did you? Yeah, I'll, I'll tell you about it. Is there a lot of wogs there? Will they there's, like me? They'll like you, um, but no. There's not a lot of... It's a very... Um, yeah, it's just a very white place, like a very Anglo-Saxon place. You nice. like that? Yeah, like yeah, that. yeah, you would. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Is it really? Yeah, yeah, you didn't have... You, like, I wouldn't have known a wog going to school. Fuck, did they get rid of the indigenous there as well? I know they got no rid of indigenous. them in Victoria. No indigenous. Fuck. Um... I lived you know, in Cairns H- for a while. A lot of Indigenous up there, obviously, in Townsville. Yeah. You, like, you just, that was, I remember, like, seeing more Indigenous people and being like, oh, okay, yeah, they, I didn't see these when I was a kid, you know? I didn't see them when I was a kid either. It's crazy. Mm. And then I read um, an H.G. Wells novel, and he references the genocide of the Aboriginals in Tasmania. Right. And, that's how I, and then I worked backwards, and I'm like, holy fuck, some shit went down here. What happened? Just pushed the Indigenous north? Yeah, they just killed them. No, no, they walked a line across Tassie and culled them. It's awful. Damn, yeah, that's some that light don't teach reading. us how to score. Anyway, I'm going no. dark. I'm so yeah, sorry, man. Yeah, that is some light reading. All right, so sorry. We're five minutes in. Man. Yeah, I, I sat down to watch War of the to read War of the Worlds, and I think he references it in in one of his opening pages. Right. Yeah. Anyway, he was an asshole, H.G. Wells. Anyway, he was a real cunt. Right. Yeah. There real, you go. Real racist prick. Damn. But he wrote the Time Machine, which is one of my favorite short stories. Yeah. I'm gonna have to get some uh, notes of books after you uh, off you after the pod. What do you like reading? I like I don't sci-fi. Know. Yeah, I don't know sci-fi about sci-fi. And autobiographies. I like the history stuff, you know. Um, I do YouTube for that. Oh, Lazy. you YouTube it. Yeah, okay, okay. There's a good pod, uh, Dan Carlin's Hardcore History. Yes. Mm, that's a good one. What's uh, your favorite history? I don't know. I don't know enough about any of it, you know. I want to I wanna know more about it. Uh, I. This is what I do when I, I find a topic I like. I skim the top, find out really no detail, pretty much just enough to maybe mention when I'm having a beer with someone and then hope that they don't know more than me. Yeah. Cause I if they know, get caught out. Yeah. I get caught out so bad and I'm like, yeah. damn, you really got to start going deeper. You dickhead. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I'm like, did you know? And they're like, actually I did. I read the two books on it. I'm like, Oh fuck. I didn't I just watched a two minute YouTube. Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> so you're interested in history. If I was to give you a time machine and tell you, you can only go back in time. That's the only place you can go back yeah. in time. Mm. Where, what's the one or top two places you'd go? And don't say you'd go to a gig to heckle yourself and the first opening gig you've ever done so you won't fucking gig ever again. Man, I wouldn't have thought of that. Um, <laughs> and I, I don't think I would have done that. Uh, <laughs> I would. You would? You would, you I would, would just I would, chose not this life? <laughs> I would go back to the Corner Hotel in uh, 2002 and heckle myself in July 18th on a cold night heckle myself so I would never do stand-up because this is a horrible drug. Damn. This fucking heroin that we're addicted to. Yeah, yeah, well, that's fair. Uh, <laughs> I think, yeah, yeah, yeah. If I didn't have it, though, I think I'd be even more depressed than I am, you know? So it's like, oh, yeah, uh, absolutely. I'd be um, on ice at the pokies. Yeah. <laughs> for sure. Guaranteed. Selling toasters. Pokes and ice. Selling toasters. Anything. Um, anyway, I cut you off. What was your, your answer to your question? History, where would you go? I would go... Again, this is coming from a perspective where I don't know enough about it, but I think it says just a lot about on the you, spot. This answer as well. Yeah, I know. Um, it's really person defining. You know? uh, maybe like the twenties. I just feel like that was good. The nineteen twenties. Yeah. The cocaine wars of Sydney. Well, I don't know if I'd be in Australia. You know, like. Wow. All right. Uh, New York. Did, does the time machine travel yeah, internationally? It well, doesn't... I've made this shit up, so yeah, yeah. you can go anywhere. Well, I think I. I mean, sounds. Sounds real basic of me now, but I just feel like yeah, that 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 Gatsby style would be a lot of fun, you know. I probably wouldn't have the money that they had, they you know. That's why they had the the life they had because they were rich, you know. So yeah. also, if the time machine could just give me some fat stacks, yeah. Oh, you get some fat stacks. So you'd go not early nineteen twenties before the crash, obviously in twenty nine. Yeah, before the crash. So like twenty one, twenty two. Well, it's yeah, it seems like a, a good time. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. So you like all that. The tuxedos, the cocktails, yeah, the ballrooms, yeah. Do you do much of that in real life? Not at all, none. Yeah, because yeah, you rocked up in a tracksuit. Mm. Mm. You're very chill. Mm. Yeah, yeah. No, I just like the idea of it. I, I didn't. Look, I, I don't know. This is a, a a funny place too, where 
Australia's got like a lot of tall poppy where if I were to wear anything like a tuxedo, just just imagine if you and I just decided to go for a drink this afternoon and we're like, you know what? There's no occasion, but we should dress up. Mm. And we we wore a suit down on Sydney Road and we just we just wandered into the Green Man's Arms or, you know, the retreat. I don't, just, I don't know. Like It'd probably fly because it's the inner north, but imagine they'd going probably, anywhere. They'd probably think well, I, I couldn't marry my wife, or, so I left and we fucked off. Yeah, yeah. That maybe. It's just, you know, do you know what I'm trying to say? It's like, I feel like, probably not in the inner north, that's a bad example, but like in Australia, if you do anything a little bit different like that, it's just like, damn, tear that person down. Hmm. Do you think we have tall poppy syndrome? Do you reckon it's a thing? The worst. I thought it was a characteristic that's, inherent and innate of a human being nah it's i think it's australia it's jealousy like haven't you heard that famous quote whenever someone does something successful a little part of me dies yeah i haven't heard that quote but i you know what i mean like is i thought it was like human nature to to, compare yourself to others yeah to have tall poppy syndrome but i'm I'm sure it is but i do think this country really leans hard into it you know like if you say um, whereas in america they they applaud you right like that and that's the other end of the scale you go get it yeah yeah we're and to us that's cringy because it is you know it's just like oh shut up you know like oh god i'm so proud of you and you're like yeah over here i'd say uh, back in 2004 i had a joke i was like i gave up smoking and the audience would be like, yeah, and? Whereas in America, I went to America in 20... Applause. And you get an applause break. <laughs> it's like when you say, I'm getting engaged, I'm getting married, I had yeah. a baby. Yeah, applause yeah. break. But that's, that's America. Yeah. So uh, going back to Sunshine Coast, mm. tell me about it. Like, it's a... It's a funny place. Like, uh, I definitely feel like I didn't fit in there because uh, it's sort of a pretty... It's a bit of surf culture. It's like pretty bogan. It's pretty drink. It's like heavy drinking culture. Like the the thing to do on the weekend is to drink, uh, watch a bit of footy, go for a surf. And I'm not a very good surfer. Like I can surf, but I'm not very good at it. Um, certainly can't play footy. And well, I still have the drinking. But uh, <laughs> you're a good drinker. I, I know how to drink. The, the Queensland kids just taught me how to drink. Um, Whenever you see a middle aged man on a push bike hating it, you know he's a serious drinker. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. I don't hate the push bike. I like the push bike. You do? Yeah. Yeah. I feel like it counts as exercise, so you don't yeah. have to... Two birds. Yeah. 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 It's transport and exercise. Um, but yeah, the Sunny Coast is a... It's an interesting place. Not really. I wouldn't... I don't think I'd ever live there again. I, no, I know I wouldn't live there again. It's like... You like the style of Melbourne. I what? like the style of Melbourne. I just like that I can walk down the street and not bump into someone I went to high school with, had nothing in common with... And then, but feel this weird obligation to be like, "How you been? Yeah, how you been, man?" Like, and it's just like, "Oh yeah, what's going on?" Like, "Oh yeah, Mrs. Kids." And I'm like, "I want to kill myself," you know? Like, just yeah, just. Did you ever? Did you ever fit in to Townsville? Oh, not Townsville, Sunshine Coast. Did you ever belong there, or was it always against swimming upstream, living there? No, I never felt comfortable going out. Like, I would have never felt comfortable being out and about. Like hmm. in a bar, like cause you know there is it's a place too. Like I'm a I'm a small person, and like there was a lot of fights. I remember like going out in high school like to parties. There wasn't a party there. There wasn't a fight. I'm sure there was, but like you know, uh, there was very f- yeah very few parties where you go out where there wasn't a fight. And you're like I was always scared of getting like you know sideswiped or like someone didn't like you, so they'd just fight you at a party, you know. And then like that sort of carried over a bit into the early days of like going out night clubbing because there was only one club because it's pretty small back then. Uh, probably, uh, I think it's a bit bigger now, but I don't know. Um, yeah, so I never felt comfortable going out. But in saying that, from a fitting in perspective, like you find, you find your place. Like I played a lot of soccer, so you know you'd hang out with your soccer friends and. Yeah. Did you ever have a fight? Never. I've never been in a fight. No, I would avoid them like the plague. Yeah. Yeah. I'm terrified of fights. Yeah, me too. Have you been in one? Um, I think once I threw a punch and then I ran away. How yeah. old were you? Young, year seven. Oh, that's. Yeah. Yeah. That's, I feel like, yeah, maybe I was in a school fight, like, but primary school, definitely not high school. Mm. Um, I feel like when you're an adult, like. Oh, but does brothers count? Because my brother bashed me and I bashed him. Yeah. That's different. That's the same. I got the same as that. Yeah. That's loving fights. That's fine. Like yeah. corkers. You could be watching TV together next to each other within the hour. You know, that's not a real fight. You know? Yeah. You don't really want to kill them. Maybe in that moment. At the time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, I think 
that's the sunny coast in a nutshell. It's I don't, it's one of those places where you, you go back to. I go back there once a year, Christmas time to to see my folks and um and I, I've got a couple of friends that I still keep in contact with and it's nice. But you, every year you're like, all right, let's give me. Let's give do me. you do a gig there when you go back? I did last time. Uh, what's was, uh, what's the gig in Sunshine Coast? Well, it's a funny one. I was catching up with like some some old boys that I used to uh, work with and they're they're a great bunch of old, like just good Queensland old boys love drinking great stories great jokes like what job were they doing the job I do now job okay. I do now in the gaming industry yeah yeah um and they so I worked with them when I worked up in Queensland and then I came down here four years ago and and we still keep in contact and and once a year we go out and we just have like a, a long lunch and it's it's I I think like and I've been told by people down here, like I can, I can drink quite well, and I'm, I'm a bit of a power drinker. But then you get with these guys, and it's just, it's just another level, you know. Mm. Like it's just, it's heavy drinking. So we caught up, I don't know, a few days before Christmas last year, and uh, someone bought some cookies, like some weed cookies. So we had some weed cookies, having like a long lunch, and then we wandered. It was in Noosa, and we wandered into uh, the Koala Bar. It's like a backpacker bar there, and uh, Ben Knight was there. And he was hosting like a uh, an an open mic comedy night. <laughs> I know, and I was like, it, this random. was like ten hours into the session, and I'd had some cookies, I'd had so many beers, and uh, Nighty's like, jump up, and then all my mates, like these old boy mates of mine, are like, well, we've never seen you do comedy, you got to get up, and I'm like, I, I really couldn't get out of it, you know, I didn't want to, obviously, because it's the worst recipe for a pre gig is to be that obliterated. Um, but I did. Yeah, and like the sharpest tool you're going to use is your tongue, and you've just smashed it with like ten beers and weed cookies. Yeah, yeah, maybe more. Yeah, yeah. So it's a blunt instrument. Yeah. Um. But the weed, the the weed kept me sort of in the room. You know how like weed can sort of center you a little bit and like no freak out or paranoia. No freak out. No. Par- well, because the, the alcohol cancelled that part Counted, out. Of it. Yes. Yeah. 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 So um, that was it. There was maybe twenty people there. It was at a hostel bar. Uh. It. It went better than I would have thought before going in, but it it wasn't what I'd call a good gig. No. How did you did you open by saying, "Hey, look, I'm fucked." Yeah, I got. Yeah, that got a laugh, and then you yeah. went from there. Yeah, and I think. Yeah, good good to acknowledge it because you've probably pissed your pants, and they're like, "This guy's fucked." Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And Ben, I was like to Ben, I was like, "I can't, man. I'm I'm honestly too drunk." And he was like, oh, "Who ben gives a shit?" And it, he yeah. was just like, "I'll just tell him." He was just like, "I'll tell him," you know. Yeah. And I remember like I, I don't like if I'm gonna before I do a set, I like in my head that day and in like verbally I'll say it in my apartment what I'm going to say that night and yeah. like I didn't have the opportunity to do that so the most recent set that I've been doing was like all about you know living in Melbourne through a pandemic this right. and that and the other and I was like the only material I can recall is sort of Melbourne based yeah. I remember saying that to Ben he's like whatever man. like no one cares like just I'll tell him you're from Melbourne and I'll tell him you should face drunk you know I had a lot of demands from the MC for someone who just walked in you know yeah, <laughs> yeah. is this recent this was Christmas time. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. And then was we that all... a good gig? Um, it was an open mic at Christmas time on the sunny coast. So no, no, it wasn't no. a good gig. Okay. No, no. All right. So it's not worth mentioning. No, no. no. I don't think so. I mean, I think we have. Uh, you know, it's a koala no. bar. It's a koala bar. I think it was a Tuesday night. Get out there and watch uh, okay. it. Okay. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Um, how old are you now? I am 33 years old. No, I'm 33 on Sunday. I'm 32 oh, years you're st- old for two you're days. Oh, you're still fairly, you're relatively yeah. young. Yeah. Because you, I, I was like going to ask you, you went out with your mates and drink. I can't do heavy drinking anymore. Yeah. Like my, the, the, those days are gone. We man. talked a bit about this in Kerrang while we, we were we? drinking quite heavily, actually. We were. Because <laughs> we yeah. smoked the wheat. That's, That's right. why. Yeah, we yeah. had a joint. Uh, um, I feel like. I, that, that wasn't a big session though. That wrapped up at like 2 a.m. Yeah. That's yeah. a big session though to me. Okay, I thought you were like Chris Franklin sessions. Like, ah, oh, what does Chris Franklin do? Chris Franklin, oh, well, he grabbed me at a bar one night at like one in the morning. He's like, "Hey, do you want to have a big one?" And I'm like, "Fuck, we are." He goes, <laughs> I mean, already? like big one. I'm like, "What's that mean?" He goes, "We we keep going like the next day," and ended up at the WA Casino. Just on alcohol, like casino, a casino. I think so, somewhere. Just alcohol, yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow, it's heavy, man. That's hard. It takes days and days to pull up. Now I don't know why it takes longer to recover, but I think yeah. my, it's harder for your body to just organize shit. I mean, I'm sure there's a maybe you're like a spring when you're younger, you just I, bounce back. Yeah, yeah. I guess your liver just processes it better and just you know just gets rid of it the next day i don't know but yeah it, it, it definitely takes its toll a 2 a.m for me is a huge night now yeah it's an, like that night in kerrang i remember waking up the next day like 
Jared had to wake me up in the in the hostel or the pub room, and I was yeah. like, "Damn, I'm I'm du- I'm like almost too dusty to drive." But <laughs> yeah, you were right though. Yeah, I was fine. Yeah. Did yeah. we? Is that is that with you where we stopped off at uh, probably the single most best fucking vanilla slice I've ever had? Well, they claimed that they were the best in Victoria, and yeah, it's not good, man. bad. Because yeah. last week I went to Sorrento and tried their vanilla slice because their vanilla slice is rated as one of the best in Victoria. Really? But it wasn't as good as this place. I don't forget where we were. Um, yeah, I remember. It was Bridgewater. Bridgewater. Yeah, it was Bridgewater Bakery. Bridgewater Bakery. That's it. Yeah, near the Lodden River. Yeah, they they, ski, they water ski on the river. Yes. Yeah. Um, that vanilla slice is next level. It's good. It's uh, I don't really eat sweets or desserts, uh, but obviously I had to because we were there, and and you know they. Oh had yeah, this when rep. Home. Yeah. Fuck, yeah. You can't say no. No, no. But I did it on the hangover day. I didn't do it the day on the way in because we did. Uh, we should mention we did it on the way in and on the way out. Back-to-back vanilla slices for you. Yes, it was. <laughs> well, I like to indulge. Ex- What's my mantra? Yeah, um, excess in moderation. Oh, yeah. I like that. Yeah, Doug Stanhope, sorry. Doug's- oh, I love Doug Stanhope. Yeah. yeah, he says, I'm like, fuck yeah, that's good. So now I'm like uh, in a period of abstinence, like no alcohol. I haven't had a drop for like two and a half weeks. Wow. So I'll probably get- leave it for another couple of months. Why? Why? Just... Makes you feel better. Yeah, just I think flows. Like uh, if you're going to, like I just went through summer, which Mm. was a big period of drinking. Yeah. You know, hanging out at bars and doing gigs. And then afterwards, because it's summer, you stick around. Yeah. Have a couple of beers. And I thought, well, it's time now. So I'll give it up. Yeah. And then get ready for comedy festival. Because the last thing you want to do is have three, four pints every night at the festival. Yeah. I just don't. I mean, in the beginning of my career, it's fun. But what are you really going to learn? I think after 10 years of doing, of doing stand-up and you're working, gigging, smashing beer, going home, sleeping, hungover, doing the same set the next night, how are you going to learn? Yeah. Yeah. I I know what I'm you mean. I'm not knocking it. No, I know what I, you mean. I, think it's, I definitely still have a lot of that ahead of me, but yeah. I know I know exactly what you mean. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's great fun. I'm not just, I'm not preaching. I'm just saying for, I'm talking, I'm preaching to myself. Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'm telling myself off. Like That's enough. Fair. Pull the pin. I, um. So I said, I tend to do that. Like I go hard for a little bit and then I go off it. And that's uh, the best way to drink. I often say to a friend of mine, I'm just like, when it comes to drinking, you got to be all in or all out. Because if you try to dabble, like if you try to go once every couple of weeks, I'll have a bit of a sesh. The hangover is so bad. Mm. So, but when you're drinking all the time, like three or four nights a week, then your body's kind of just acclimatizes to this, like it, it handles hangovers it far better. Yeah, yeah, way better. So you got to be all in or all out. But that's just me. I mean, that's my addictive personality. So yeah. I'm on top of it. Yeah. I don't know. Are you like that? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, not on top of it. No, but uh, I'm, I'm, I've got that addictive personality. I'm finding it interesting that I ask a lot of comedians and they tell me, yeah, they've got an addictive personality. I wonder if it's something inherent in stand-ups. Yeah. Well, I mean, there's got to be because like, you can't, you can't just like bring yourself to get on a tram when it's raining to go to the other side of the city when you know there's going to be a maximum of five punters there and you know you're going to have to wait two hours to get on to do this shit gig and then like you, you no uh, unless you're addicted no one's doing that you know like it's you just wouldn't do it it's just it's the most, it's the most horrible Tuesday night of your life yeah have you ever self-analyzed that what 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 do we do why do you do it is it are you fundamentally doing it because you just need that buzz or are you doing it because I want to get better at stand-up. I want to get better, yeah. Yeah, but the underlying reason is if it wasn't giving you that shot in the arm of adrenaline and joy, Yeah. would you go back? Like, I don't know. I guess so. Probably. I yeah. mean, I remember I remember my first gig, I cried. Damn. <laughs> and I walked home Damn. from Richmond. To where? Here? Coburg, yeah. Mum and dad lived in Coburg when I was 25. You walked from Richmond to Coburg? That's not a long walk. That's it's a like long walk. Hour and forty hour two almost two hours. Okay, that's fine. Yeah, something like that. And um yeah, I cr- and then I went back to do stand up and I went, Ugh, what's wrong? Yeah. Why am I going back? Because it was I hated it. Really? But I yeah, I hated the experience. No one laughed except for one laughed one lady laughed at one joke in my first ever gig. And she laughed hard. Damn. Like, fucking hard. And it just That was it? Got me going. I was like, fuck. 
that that bitch. was but i cried on the way home because no one laughed but i remembered it was like the cherry the same yeah. like the light at the end of the tunnel was like yeah but you made that bitch laugh hard yeah. man yeah that's um, um so i was like huh, do i want to do stand-up because yeah i like make people laugh or do i want to do stand-up because it just gives me the chemical release of dopamine that I need to yeah. feel normal and as and a functioning member of society. <laughs> I know I'm going too deep. Which one I'm, do you think it is, though? I think it's the the latter. I think it's the dopamine, the yeah. chemicals, and it's just great that it's a positive influence in society, and then I can play a valid role in society. Yeah, yeah. Because um, some creeps like some creeps like carjacking. That's their buzz. Yeah. Others like breaking into people's homes that. You know, they're just addicted to it. Others like putting all their money into pokies. Yeah. That's their dopamine. I mean, I work in pokies. I see the dopamine. Yeah, yeah. Um, You know, I've seen people win a grand and then they give it all back because they're not addicted to the money. They're addicted to the spin cycle of what could come. Yeah. Yeah. What's going to eventuate? And that's the joy I get from stand-up. When you go to a gig like Kerrang!, you're like, what the fuck yeah. are we in for? What's yeah. this going to be? Is it going to be a good setup? Is it going to be good? Should we bunch them all up? Are they going to be shit? Are they going to be, is it going to be packed? Or yeah. are the acoustics going to be good? Or is it going to be good setup? That's, will my opening joke work? Do they know Brunswick? And you catch yourself yeah. in the car. Oh, go, yeah. Do they know, do they have electricity? Yeah, they do, man. You're right. <laughs> you know? Yeah, I had a lot of those thoughts at that particular, but like you have them. For every gig too. Like I remember going um, to the Bergie one night, and uh, the to- two times before that, it was the winter time, and no one was there. And I was just like, oh, don't, like I, uh, I was busy doing shit that day, and I didn't really get a chance to prep properly. I was like, it doesn't matter, it's a fucking Bergie. Like you know, like there'll be three people there, and then it was just like packed out. You know, yeah. it was just packed out. Dilruck was there. Like there was all these big people there, and I'm like, this is before. This is when he was fat, so he just called him big. Yeah. <laughs> It's not that fat guy was there. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, not at all. Um, But yeah, and then I just remember being like, "Damn!" Like it's it's always when you think it'll be something, it's almost always the opposite. Yeah, you know, like and that's the same. Like Kerrang! I remember when we got there, we got there, we had so much time to spare. I went for a walk. I was on the phone to my mum, and uh, she was like, "Where are you?" And I was like, "Oh, it's like three and a half hours." Um, And she was like, "No one's." gonna love you shit like no one's gonna love you city shit and then i started to get panicky i was like it's true like what they're gonna be like old people here like why would young people live here and i can't relate to old people like this was gonna be horrible and then yeah it was it's good you know do your parents understand what you do uh, i'm just curious no nah. yeah, they don't that's interesting good nah. my parents uh i put my parents lack of understanding down to the fact that they're immigrants from uh, another country. They don't really understand the language. Yeah. So when I was on Nova for five years, my mum would tune in, but not understand anything. Yeah. Really? She'd be like, oh, yeah, whatever. But Just, then again, she's got an amazing ability to understand bold and the beautiful. between Her English is perfect between 4.30 and 5. <laughs> then it goes to shit. Especially when I have to call Origin Energy to change her plan to look for a cheaper rate. She's got no idea. But, yeah, I think I always put it down to, she couldn't understand why I left a big job. Ah, uh, yeah. Like I, I was a, I was training, well, was pretty much training to be a buyer for Coles Meyer. Yep. I was an assistant to a buyer. Okay. Um, in head office, and it was a, it was a good paying job. Yeah. But um, as you're well aware, it's you're a statue, and everyone in there is a statue. It's not really them. No. They're not. They're not who they appear to be. They're not. You don't see the real. I take that for granted in stand up. I really genuinely do take that for granted. Every time I go to a gig. The person I see on stage, the person I hang out with off stage is that person. They're they're expressing themselves. I know this sounds fucking gay for the lack of a better word. It's 20 (laughs) I do apologize. But you you see people for who they are. Yeah. It's fucking fantastic. It is. And I love that so much. And people just divulge their inner personal lives. Yeah. Working in an office was just so stale. Everyone had their shirts tucked in. There was this facade this stony washed look over their face you didn't know who the fuck they were and you worked alongside them for a year punching in data on a keyboard and you still didn't know who the fuck they were what they really liked what they were like so i i feel you i think um and that's that's the best thing about stand-up is when you go if you unless you're one of the few people who work in an industry in a job that you are like truly 
put on this earth for passionate about, which like, I don't think that's a lot of people. I think, you know, that's probably maybe 10% of people. Uh, then if you're in the other 90%, then you just go to this place and you hang out with people that you would never, ever hang out with in your real life, you know, Absolutely. And, it's, and you spend the most time with them. Yeah. So it's such a weird thing um, to do, you know, like uh, the workplace. And like you said, you have to be this super rigid version of yourself and... Mm. It's, I think it's getting better now, like I've noticed in my day job, like you give them a bit more of yourself and, and people love it, you know, because you're different. Like you're just like, you be a bit more weird mm. and they're like, damn, he's a bit weird, you know, like. Yeah, that um, would freak people out. It does. Yeah, it freaks people out. People don't understand that I do comedy. They're just like, it's just, and like yeah. these are, you know, I guess for lack of a better word, conventional people and they're just like, you know, ask very basic questions like, do you think about what you're going to say before you get up there or do you just go up there and talk? I'm like, fuck, is that a serious question? Like, um, but yeah, these people are just like, they, they're just baffled by it. They're just like, what a, what a crazy thing to do. And I'm like, but then I spend all my evenings with comics and it's like, it's, it's the normalest thing in the world to just the only normal thing to do, you know? Yeah. For all those reasons we said, I think it's just very, it's a very normal thing to do. Uh, what baffles me, what freaks me out is that I think, I think yeah, we're normal. We've got, normal hobbies we're pursuing them um it's a noble endeavor mm. at the end of the day you're getting your adrenaline or you're getting your dopamine you're also making people laugh yeah. and you know i have had and i'm sure you you have as well you've had people come up to you and say oh that was great thank you so much you don't know them you've never met them you'll never see them again but they just give you something and you're like that is the cherry on a shitty day that i had you know and and yeah. that makes it feel good um so yeah and another reason that i felt like fuck, maybe I am pretty normal and not fucked up. There, are, I saw this, docu- this wild fucking documentary on mercenaries. These are people Damn. that love war. They just fucking love war. They don't care who they fight for, whoever gives them the most money. So these guys are getting rounded up, heading towards Ukraine to fight for Ukraine, half of them for a just cause. The other half are getting paid a lot of money from the ukrainian government and it's like this is wild shit man it's insane like it's and and they're in it for i'm watching this documentary and i'm watching these soldiers speak and if you closed your eyes i swear you'd think they're talking about stand-up really well they're just yeah yeah it's the thrill it's the buzz it's not knowing what's going to happen next that you could die at any time that's yeah. us on stage. Yeah. We, we, we yeah. don't know what's going to happen next. The next bit could die. We don't know. We could get heckled. That, you know. And it was very psychologically similar. Obviously, mm. I'm just trying to draw some parallel. I found it interesting from that perspective. Yeah. I mean. And I just, I don't get it. Like, that is fucking wild, man. That's your actual life you're putting on the line. It's not even for a, it's not even for a cause that you believe in. It's, it's just for dollars. It's way more badass than stand-up that's for sure <laughs> yeah totally <laughs> it's way um but yeah it is it's how do you put yeah do you put yourself out on market facebook marketplace i was gonna say is there a um yeah is there a buy swap and sell soldier for, bay ebay yeah. for soldiers i don't know like will work for i don't know five grand a month i'll Just do x amount of kills Imagine if that was the. I'll do part time. You get commodity. in. Nah, he knocked off. Yeah. <laughs> that was the commodity. Like you've got to guarantee an amount of bodies per week or per month. Otherwise, you don't get your paycheck. You know. Yeah. Damn. It's fucking nuts. Probably th- isn't. Mm. Yeah, I think the older I'm getting, the more like. I don't know what you're like at 33. When I, when I was 33, I was still wild. I had a lot of ambition, but now I'm like just so fucking... I watch the news for 10 minutes and I'm like, man, I've got the best fucking life. Yeah. I really... Yeah. I, have, I have a great life. I'm so... Like, I can go visit my mum anytime. There's no... You know, bombs aren't falling on my head, even though I got swooped by a fucking magpie at Brunswick Pools this morning. Damn. Uh, that's the worst thing that I get. Mm. Um, and that is a real... It's a real first world problem, right? Like that is. That's it. Oof. So I'm happy, man. Yeah. So yeah. It's I'm the same. I I think. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not as ambitious. Nowhere near as ambitious as I think I was. You know, like I, I'm tired. You know, I don't. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> I 
I think COVID's done that. I was like, before yeah, COVID, I was like, you just got to get more spots. You got to get better at comedy. You got to. And I was just like, you know, and now I'm just like, oh, you're good. Well, let, let's work it out. How many spots a week are you doing? Right now, four. That's fantastic. Yeah, pre-COVID, it was like six or seven, you know. So that's, that's all right. For for Melbourne, I'm talking to Mel, Melbourne Circle, like a couple of my mates in UK listen and, well, yeah, that's UK, you should be doing around 13, 14. Yeah. But, yeah, um, Melbourne is good for four. Damn. So and I think it's, it's cool. all scale, right? Like you talk to people in Brisbane and like the when I did that Sunny Coast gig, there was other comics there and we were having a chat and they were like, yeah, you do it like once, sometimes on a good week, you get it twice and I'm but you probably wow. got to drive to Brizzy and you're like, damn. Because it's just, it's just anything. It's the commodity thing. It takes you more gigs to get better. So it's like you're just going to slow down, I guess, your your progression of... Um, Do you know enough about the Brisbane... Sorry to cut you off. No, that's all right. Uh, it was pretty much done. No, I don't know much at all about the Brisbane scene because I, I got down here. I didn't do comedy before I came down. So Okay. Yeah, so I, I started down here. So I... I've done a couple of gigs in Brizzy. Um, Goundry hooked me up, and we just happened to both be there at the same time. And but I don't, I don't know any bookers or anything like that. Yeah, mm. um, or, or where, where the regular gigs are. Um, I know the Pato. The, yeah, anyway. I've heard of that. Yeah, it's yeah. getting better though. Um, I'm was, sure. Yeah, I was chatting to another comic about how it's not really an underground form of entertainment like it was when not I started stand up. I think it's like Netflix, globalization of culture. People are being exposed to stand-up a lot more. Yeah. Every second person. Oh, I know someone who's doing stand-up. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. You. Yeah. You. T- someone finds out you do stand-up, they're like, do you know my friend? Do you know my friend? Uh, it's, yeah, everyone knows someone that's doing stand-up. There's a lot of improv, too, that sort of has a bit of a crossover in Melbourne, too, I find. Like, a lot mm. of people I talk to around Fitzroy, Brunswick, wherever, and they'll, and they'll be like, oh, I know someone. And I'm like, oh, usually, you know, if you... I feel like I know a decent portion of the Melbourne comedy scene. So we usually, when someone says I know someone, I'm like, "Oh, tell me who they are." And then, but more often lately, I'm like, "I've never heard of that person," you know. Mm. And I'm sure they've heard of me. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> they definitely haven't. <laughs> How long have you been gigging for now? Um, March nineteen. So it's sort of. Oh, it was your first gig, two thousand nineteen? Yeah. Oh fuck! So you're. Very much a baby. Very much, yeah. Yes, yeah. but you take COVID out of it, mm. and you've only been going like two weeks. Did this with Lee last night. I was like, yeah, I guess, I guess three years, but minus a year at least, you know. And so then all there was sort of those weird in between times where there wasn't much comedy on, you know. Um, so how, yeah, how much have you got? How much material have you got now? If um, if I was to, you're on a stage, hundred and fifty people, um. Nice purpose-built club. I could probably stretch to 50 minutes before they're like, all right, we've had enough, we're going. What could you do? Uh, I could do comfortably half an hour, um, but I would hate a fair bit of it. Because a lot of it's stuff, because yeah. it's new. Like, uh, Sorry, because I'm new, so it's like a lot of that stuff that I did when I was new, and I hate it. Like we talked about this at the Karen gig afterwards. It's like when you're in that early stage, all you want is to get a laugh. And uh, so, like, you know, there's just there's a lot of material about moving from Queensland to uh, Victoria and Melbourne especially. And, and, you know, it's just, it's hacky. It's just shit. But, it you know, in, in it would get a laugh sometimes, um, most of the time. And, yeah, so it's like I could do 35, but I wouldn't love it. I could do 15 and I'd be pretty comfortable with that. Yeah. Yeah. Do you do, have you, how many times have you been up on stage, delivered a joke, and the voice in your head's going, oh, I hate that fucking joke, dude. Nah, the ego takes over there, and if it laughs, I don't give a shit. Uh, on yeah. stage, it's retrospectively that I'm like, oh, you sound right. such a douche, you know? Yeah. Um, I found smoking weed ahead of gigs sort of helps with that because it sort of brings out more who I think I actually am as opposed to like this guy who's just trying to make love. Like, oh, I'm just got down from Queensland. Oh, it's different down here in Victoria. Yeah, you know? right. So you can smoke a joint before a gig. I've only done it a few times, but I found I'm more present when I do... Um, wow! Yeah, I check out. I'm the I'm a polar opposite, man. Really? Oh yeah, I'm gone. Wow. Yeah, I go inwards. I don't want to talk. I don't want to. I'm happy, content, but I go in. Yeah. Mm. Even with like other drugs, I go in. Everyone's like, if you want me to be the life of the party, don't give me a drink. Don't give me anything. Yeah. Just let me be like this. Okay, that's mm. interesting. I'm the exact opposite. Yeah. I'm a boring ass sober person. Um. Mm. Yeah, that's. Cause you 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 do a bit of 
bit of the mushrooms, like you do a bit of experimental stuff, right? Uh, a couple of times a year, that's it. Yeah, and that's more therapeutic than recreational, right? Yeah, I don't take a lot. Like if if mushrooms were a swimming pool, I go in up to my knees. Yeah, I really like I can snap out. If a cop tapped me on the shoulder while I'm walking, I could be. You could be normal. I could be normal. Yeah, yeah. I don't like to go too hard. I that's just, fair. You know, I'll never do DMT. I don't want to push through see aliens. Really? Like, not even if you're, like, terminally ill? Like, tomorrow... Oh, if I'm terminally ill, yeah, yeah. I want to jump out of a plane and do that V thing near rocks. Oh, like those Red Bull... Yeah, those fuckers. wingsuit things. I'm going to do that with, yeah. a cluster, with a bag, a bell bag. A bell bag? A bell, like, cancer of bells. Oh, I don't right, know, like, right. Like, just everything. I'm going to do yeah, it. fair. I'll, um, I could do that, yeah. Because then I'm like, well, I'm checking out. Yeah. Um, I still think you'd have trouble getting out of the plane. Even knowing... Even if you're going to die the next week, day, whatever... I just feel like, man, like, you know, that, that leap. Oof. You can't. Have you, have you played, uh, VR? Nah. See, I played, uh, virtual reality, this game called Walk the Plank. Uh, you put on a headset, all of a sudden you're in an elevator. You press this button, the elevator goes up, the doors open and you're at the top of a skyscraper. Oh. You look down, the cars are like the size of ants and then there's this wooden plank. And you take a step onto it and you hear the creaking noise of the plank of wood and you've got to walk the plank. Now, I started laughing and everyone who did that started laughing. My mum dropped to the kitchen floor. I just hugged it. And stuck, like yeah, like a, like a fucking gecko just got yeah. glued to the kitchen floor out and we ripped it off her head. Everyone else who was more... Uh, aware of technology that yeah. understood what was happening um, laughed and the reason I, re I worked out the reason why you were laughing was because you're aware of the survival instinct of your brain saying don't take a step you'll die Yeah. and the funny part of your brain going it's VR and those Doesn't two matter. worlds where they meet resulted in a laugh and you're like this is ridiculous that is funny yeah. I, know, I know it's stupid but I can't take a step damn and, um, um, so did you like? Do you walk out and then jump off, or like you just got to walk like from a building to another building or something? Yeah. So you you walk the plank, and then if you take a step off to the side, you fall, and everything starts rushing wow. up. And I instinctively put your arms up, and yeah. you lose balance. And yeah, my brother was there to just sort of support me. Just wow, like oh fuck, stand up, dickhead. Damn. Yeah. Did you use that same headset? Probably not when the family were around, but have you ever watched porn on VR? No, but my cousin has. Yeah, what he reckons it's freaky. Yeah. I don't think I'll make that transition. I don't man. think so either. Yeah, it's like a. There's two things I won't do. I won't watch VR porn, mm. and I won't get a steering wheel for my PS4 to play Formula One. Everything else in this world is on the table. Yeah, <laughs> only because the guy who watches VR porn is the same guy. That told me to get a Formula One steering wheel. Yeah. And he's a bald cousin with a ponytail. Fair. Fair. <laughs> That's... And you're a 46-year-old dude who lives alone. You yeah. know? <laughs> you're going, it's a slippery it's slope, a slippery. man. <laughs> then the rat tail comes out. You're like, Catsy, what's going on back there? <laughs> I can't oh, do God. it. What a transition. Exactly. Um, oh, fuck, you got a few tats, man. Are you getting more and more that I see you? I got, I got one yesterday. Um, this one here. I got it yesterday. It does look like a freshie. It does look... It's seeping. Um, it's yeah. Got, yeah. Yeah, I got to a point in my life where I... My parents were so anti-tattoo uh, that I was just so scared of it. And, or just like... just It was just ingrained in me to not get them. And um, then I got to, I don't know, like late 20s, early 30s. And I was like, hey... You're in charge. You don't have to listen to them. Yes. Uh, yeah, yeah. And I've always wanted that. And I was like, by this point in my life, like, I'm through get wanting, um, who knows? Like, I'll probably not think the same way in 10 years. But, like, I'm, I'm through, I'm glad I didn't get them when I was in my early 20s or, like, late teens. Because I reckon I would have got some shit tattoos. Well, I know I would have got some shit tattoos. Um, but now I'm like, oh, well, you still want them. You may as well get them, you know? It doesn't, to me, it doesn't really matter, you know? Like, it's... Yeah, I, my my philosophy is they can be covered by a sleeve. I probably wouldn't get a neck tattoo. Um, Do I mean, in about thirty years or twenty years, you could probably go to Office Works and get like liquid paper for tattoos. That's what I'm thinking. It'll too. be a shower gel that that's, you wash off. Yeah, like it's not going to be like you can get. To, my friend, she's covered 
and she's happy with her tats, but she got them too young. So she's yeah. removing a few of them. Mm. And she reckons, yeah, it hurt like fucking hell. But yeah, she removed them. That's fine. But it, it costs a lot of money now. It'll, but it, it but won't. that tattoos used to cost a lot of money too. They still cost a bit, but it's like it'll just become such a normal thing, you know? It'll be like those solar power businesses that just kept popping up when the government was giving out a subsidy, you know? They'll just, everyone yeah. will start doing it, you know? Yeah, that's right. You know? Uh, that latest one you got, I could tell it's uh, it's prominent. Is it? Oh, it's, that's right, yeah. That's a guy kissing a girl with. It's a guy kissing a girl. With three stars underneath? Unsure about the dots. Uh, Are they dots? They're dots, yeah. Um, so it's a guy leaning in, kissing a girl. She's got yeah. long hair. She looks like really swept away in that. Like she's happy. She does. And that's how I kiss John. Uh, and that's, that's the passion I bring to the, yeah, um, I feel it. is that like, Hey ladies, like, why'd you get that? that? I like it. Why did I get that? Uh, there is a tattoo artist, um, that I follow on Instagram and, I just like, uh, his stuff. And he posted yesterday. Uh, that uh, he had a cancellation, and I, I never like a lot of the tattoo artists these days. Like in the in around here, they're always like, "No DMs, don't DM me, don't DM me looking for an appointment." And I don't, honestly don't know how to get an appointment with him. Wow, are they like um, just fucking wizards of the Middle Ages? They're just really popular right now. Like yeah, everyone wants to see them. I think so. I think it's it's it's, it's on trend. You know, um, I heard one of my friends got a sleeve done, and he waited like eight months mm. to get a booking. Like Jesus, Damn, dude, that's he's like wild. Hey, yeah. After I told another friend this, he sent me a um, a meme which I will absolutely butcher now, but it was something along the lines of like getting a tattoo fifteen years ago was like walk into like a weird bikey sort of joint and like it's like heavy rock music and it's a pretty uncomfortable vibe. Where it's mm-hmm. like getting a tattoo now, it's like go and spend two hours with uh, someone who's just got back from Berlin and like only does stick and poke and they <laughs> do the traditional way. And it's just like how that industry has changed quite a bit and it's like it has i mean i got my tattoo around 20 years ago and i got it in a bikey yeah i got my first one at the, bikey one. At yeah. the back of a bikey shop and uh there's something wrong about getting a tattoo at high point at high point yeah celebrity yeah. ink <laughs> yeah uh, so this how some- many celebrities are going through that door yeah there's something <laughs> wrong it just sounds... I got a tattoo at High Point today. Like, seriously, fuck off. Damn. Something wrong with that sentence. I don't know yet what's wrong with it, but there's something not right about it. No. No. There's things that you shouldn't get from a shopping center. And your other tattoo's interesting as well. It's like, is that a... No, the other side. I just noticed it. Is that a bottle of it's wine? a bottle of wine uh, by a fireplace. There's a candle there, and then there's a, uh, a, a cigarette or... Well, in my head, it's a joint. Um... And it's just you know it's I love a that. it's, it's so a nice setting different, man. yeah it's a nice setting I like that one uh, and then you got a, cro- a crocodile or a T Rex that's a crocodile um, yeah I don't know why I got that one and that was another one that was a pretty spontaneous one where I just just saw it uh, I can't remember where, maybe on Instagram it just came to you and you're like yeah I'm and getting I was just it. like I just feel like it'll be fun yeah yeah that's great have you ever been like that on stage like oh, I'm just gonna try some shit I just wrote this one second ago oh um or are you very... a little bit no nah, I'm pretty more I'm a lot more regimented. Uh, Maybe you should be less regimented. I think so too. Yeah, yeah. I want to be able to get to a point where I can go up there with a set in the back of my head, or just a set in the back of my head to fall back on, you know, and just just mm. sort of yeah, take an idea up uh, and just have a bit of a riff, you know. But it's I think so much fun. I'll bet it is, but it's just a little while away, you know, because I think you got to do it in front of the right audience, because like you can't really do it to five people. I don't think. Well, I wouldn't have the confidence to myself, but um, have, do you reckon hypnotherapy works? I don't know. I've never tried it. Yeah, I'm interested. I'd love to speak to a hypnotherapist and tell him, just turn down my fear on stage. Yeah. Keep everything else as it is. Just turn down my fear. Let me be comfortable with uncomfortable silences in the room. Yeah. Because that a, a death is preceded by an uncomfortable silence. Yeah. And that uncomfortable silence resonates in your mind and causes your editing department to go to shit, which causes your sentences to be incoherent, which causes the punchline to not make sense, which causes the death. Yeah. So I'm thinking if I could embrace the uncomfortable silence and learn to live with it, then could I excel? So how do I turn that off? How do, and that's when I came across maybe hypnotherapy. You should talk to um, 
what's his name? He runs a room down at Elwood, Elwood Lounge. Uh, Pete Murphy. Older guy, Peter, uh, Peter Murphy. Yeah, he, the he builder. Did, yeah, he did uh, Hypno to get rid of his, he got rid of smoking and he got rid of his fear of public speaking. It was, it was he like, smokes again. Oh, does he, well, don't go to, <laughs> don't go to Hypno. Does he smoke still? He I told me he, once he was like, it got rid of, uh, stopped smoking and it got rid of, it, it crippling public speaking fear and it got, it got him doing comedy. But, um, you know, well, maybe it's, Fifty percent of the time it works. It's still doing comedy, isn't he? Yeah. Um, that's really funny. Does he actually still smoke? I think so, that's man. So funny. I don't want to like. Sorry, Pete. Uh, don't quote me on it. But actually, you'd be sorry to me, Pete. You let me down there. I was trying to fucking use you as an example. Only because he built my mates. He built an extension in my mates' place, and he was smoking darts. Oh yeah. Recently. Recently. Um, but I could I could be wrong. Sorry, Pete. If you're, oh, Pete went. I don't know. Whatever. I couldn't figure out YouTube, Pete. He's I like old. his room on, in Elwood. It's good. Um, There's not enough rooms down there. Although Joel's got one now on a Friday. Oh, Joel Templey. Yeah, I haven't been to that one. I haven't been to that one. I um, I got. I was supposed to do Voltaire tonight. I got bumped. Uh, this close to the festival. What's happening? Is it a showcase? Nah, it's just Voltaire Friday night. You know, uh, the the open mic and and I messaged and I got on, and then they messaged back and they were like, "Sorry, man." They overbooked. No, they were just like, there's so many people dropping in for the festival to do their festival shows. Yeah. Uh, and I was like, I'm not doing a festival show, so that is absolutely fair. You know, yeah, fair this, the stage time is better put to use to them. Um, yeah. But um, yeah, yeah, a good, and another good Friday night gig for, for the person at my level is a great thing, you know, because it's sort of, mm. Voltaire's had that for the, you know, since I've been doing stand up, and it's great. It's, I mean, I, I, I don't think I can even remember when there's been a bad one. You know, like they always fill it out. It's it's a great room. Um, but yeah, to have one down on the south side, I mean, I, you and I both live north, so it's a little bit further to go. But it's, um, yeah, yeah, to have that variety is cool. It's important. It's it's good to uh, gig it everywhere. Like, Absolutely. Like yeah. Kerrang. Yeah. Because, yeah, it just prepared. Like we went to Kerrang and we we're like, fuck, what are, what's going to work? What's not going to work? Will they understand references? And just that due process in your mind yeah. is preparing you and helping you absolutely yeah it's um you do i was going to talk to you about this like you do for your level you do a lot of shit rooms like you do a lot of the the entry level rooms like you well, mix it where else can i go there's yeah i don't nothing know else. i was like but even when like uh you came back from the uk like when you first came back uh like we we, we didn't really know each other and you just came down to dumpster fire when it was in that uh, Lupine Studios there at Coburg, Brunswick, sort of the, mm. just at the end of Sydney Road, and you just sat there and watched the whole time. And uh, I, I think that's when we met. And I was yeah. like, "What do you? What do you like?" I knew you were through Evan. Evan was like, "Oh, that's that's Johnny. He's like a he's a great comedian. He's just come back from the UK." And like, I want to talk to you about like why did, why did you do that? Like, you just used to and like you did it once uh, in that room in South Melbourne that Andy Moratis used to run. Um, I can't remember what it's called. South the George, Mel- yeah. The George, yeah, yeah. And you used to just come out and hang out and just watch. Mm. And I was like, "What are you? What are you doing?" Well, I think they're, they're, the people that go there to watch stand-up mm. are just regular people. Yeah. So a crowd's a crowd. Yeah. doesn't matter. So I've been to the lounge too many times. I've been yeah. to the, you know, so I thought let's just go around. Yeah. And see what people are laughing at. And Lupine Studios was amazing in Br- in Coburg. I loved that room. It was a great room. It helped me build my mushroom stuff which yeah i couldn't do at the comics lounge and i couldn't because it was gonna die a lot because yeah. it did die a lot and lupine studios was the perfect room to get it to that level where i could transition it to a mainstream crowd yeah um i i love open mic because it's a workshop it's you can panel beat your material you can throw it away halfway through a setup and then start something else and yeah if you're if you've been going for more than ten years like I have, you sort of don't care about dying in an open mic room. You just laugh it off. The comics laugh, and you can just get a buzz out of that, and just go, "Yep, I'm dying. Fuck off." Yeah, dying in front of a paid audience is bad because yeah. you, you have to deal with the promoter. But do you though? Like, I, I just like I, I've seen you a few times, and I just I can't imagine a room with twenty people or more where you would do really bad. You know, like it's happened. I've been booed off stage. Um, Tell me about that. I was in Bournemouth in the UK. Yeah, yeah. Stag and Hendu. Ah, uh, see that's yeah. yeah. Got booed off there. Um, South London, I got booed off. Um, lasted seven minutes. They just didn't like my opening joke. I can't remember what it was. I think I've deleted it forever from my mind. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it um definitely, definitely. But 
I don't know. I'll gig. Uh, I'd like to gig everywhere. Yeah. Really, if I could, I'd like to give gig everywhere. Um, and I've put myself out to everywhere. Yeah. Um, like you tour Australia, like go go to places like Brisbane or even go like. Yeah. Well, I've done sit down. Yeah. Um, I've done the store in Sydney. Yeah. But because I can't stay there for extended periods. I just do the main clubs and come back. Yeah. But if I, I don't know, if I won Powerball, yep. I would, yeah, pack do a you... small backpack and go to Sydney for a month and immerse myself in the circuit. Yeah. Because people have said to me, it's a harder crowd in Sydney. It's, um, you can't fuck around as much. You've got to get to the punchline. So I'm like, well, let me find out for myself. Yeah. I'd love to experience that firsthand from an embryonic fate. Just go there from just scratch and just tread the open mic don't tell anyone just go don't 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 be johnny cats just go and be some dude who wants to get up on stage yeah don't, and don't just be ask. the guy with the rep sign or, up yeah, yeah. just sign up do a gig experience that buzz you know yeah of course do the store but i'd experience that side of it and then go to brisbane and do the same thing yeah oh, absolutely that would be a dream of mine yeah i can love it because that's where you really feel a circuit yeah. You know, like for example, I was in London for 10 years. I can tell you that central London is a hipster vibe. Oh, it's okay. ultra left, um, more power to civil liberties, any sort of material like that. Like my mushroom stuff, smoking, doing drugs, those sort of material, that's going to fly. Yeah. That's going to be amazing. So that's like an inner north vibe. Inner city London, yeah, yeah, like Covent Garden comedy clubs and all, all, all around that area, like just very liberal, civil liberties, all that. Then as you go out, um, you go into like the Midlands, like mm. Birmingham, mm -hmm. that's pretty much set up and punch, don't fuck around, less whimsical. There's a black circuit in London, the black I circuit. Tell me about that, yeah. The black circuit is very set up and punch. Like I remember doing like my South African accent and they just weren't going with it. So mm. then I went back a few weeks later and just did more direct setup and punch, just hit them hard. Yeah. And if you can crack them, it's an amazing laugh. They physicalize, they get up out of their chairs, they bang tables, they woo, they hoop and cheer and the holler. They give you so much love. That's so sick. It's fucking awesome. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I'd, I'd love to do that. I'd yeah. Experience open mic, but I haven't. Yeah. Cause I've got no time. Yeah. Yeah. Fair. Um, how many gigs do you do a week? Three to four I try and do. Yeah. Yeah, three or four. Um, and hopefully one of them is a 20-minute spot. Yeah, so you're getting that so more quantity. So you can quantity. run. Yeah. Yeah. Qu quality is important. It's, um, well, I think, yeah, that, that, that longer time and that more momentum, I think, would be beneficial because it's like, like you say, like in, in a five-minute spot or a five- to seven-minute spot, if you get them offside, you don't really have enough of a chance to bring him back, you know, like just yeah. because the clock will, it'll run out. It's hard. Yeah. I did an experiment when I was in London. I, I gigged every night for six months nonstop. Yeah. Um, and the conclusion I came to was, yeah, quality over quantity. I found that by gigging every single night, uh, I had to go to certain rooms that were, uh, comic heavy. Uh, and I started seeing comics do material about, uh, in jokes that only comics would get. Yeah. And that's where I was like, whoa, that's a fucking no, no man. Yeah. If you start doing that, uh, your career's just, you're off, you're on a wrong trajectory. Yeah. You really need to be you are not playing to the crowd. <laughs> yeah. You're not playing to the crowd. Um, so that's when I realized, all right, quality over quantity. So, but I try and do about four for Melbourne, three to four. Yeah. That's good. I try to pulse at that. Um, and one of them will be like a lounge, one of them will be a Kings, one of them will be like a, a longer set. Yeah. If I can get the lounge, I'd be rad, but lounge is not so often, but oh, yeah. yeah, like every three weeks or four weeks, I'll do a spot at the lounge Yeah, and, uh, and then Kings, um, but slowly, yeah, it's tough, it's tough, man. It's, it's a tough circuit. It's, it's tough. It's a tough circuit to make money from. Like I, I tell people all the time, like. London's not hard. You can get paid as an unknown act. Yeah. You can make a living as an unknown act. My agent, who was a nothing special in terms of agencies, it was like the Aldi of agencies. Yeah. Like, oh, but I shouldn't say that. I don't want to knock him. Yeah, yeah. But Jimmy yeah. Carr was signed to his agency once upon a time. Damn. Right? So, 
you know. Pop that on the res. Yeah. So, um, but he had 110 clubs across the UK. So, you know, that's just 110 from my agent. Yeah. And then you've got a plethora of other fucking gigs. Yeah. So, and you just, no one knows who you are. And that's the way I like it. You, yeah. No one needs to know who you are. You're just there to do a job. And it really felt like a job and I loved it. So you were financially dependent on it? Yeah. Well, yeah, it was my job. Yeah. That's why I went. Because yeah. I just wanted to work and not worry about a day job. Yeah. I just yeah. wanted to be a um, comic. Like I had, uh, I used to watch Seinfeld. Yeah. And I used to get a buzz out of Jerry where he was going to perform. Like he was in Dallas that week on the show. Yeah. Little stupid side script notes. Like, and he'd pack a bag and he'd be on the plane and he'd go to a gig. He'd be away for a weekend. And that's what I was attracted to. Like, I wanted to be that. Yeah. I, I wanted to have a suitcase ready on Friday night or Friday morning and then leave. Take a train to the to a gig and stay over, you know? Yeah. UK, that's... UK acts take that for granted. Um, they're very lucky. They've got a wonderful circuit and they should really embrace it. Well, I'm sure they do. Yeah. Because uh, of COVID, that made them realize how beautiful their circuit is. Well, it's just got that advantage of population density and just a small country like physically small country you but know? you nailed it that's it yeah. 60 million yeah in a very small space 60 million in a very small space that can fit inside victoria mm. so it's fucking awesome and if you want to go to the furthest degree of professionalism i came across comics in the uk that moved to birmingham which is the midlands which is in the middle of the country yeah bought a car Specifically bought a um, Yaris because it was the lowest in Fuel. petrol. Yeah. And they were basically, if you look at a map, two and a half to three hours away from every single gig accessible in England, not yeah. Scotland. Damn. So from the Midlands, they could go to Manchester and back, Liverpool and back, yeah. um, Hull and back, maybe Newcastle and back down to um, Norwich and yeah. back, Kent and back, and Devon. Yeah. And maybe even as far as Truro for whatever. Oh, that's too far. But yeah, you see what I'm saying? Uh, yeah, yeah. So, it was, so everything's within touching distance. That's yeah. what comics would do. That's yeah. crazy. Yeah, it's so cool. Yeah. Uh, what a great commitment to the lifestyle is to move to a place purely because it's centralized for the thing you want to do, you know? Yeah. Well, I was single and 30, so I didn't give a fuck. Yeah. I was like, I was like, man, I'll be working till I'm 70. So I'm 30. Just go now. Yeah. You know, just go now, get it out of your system. See if you can do it. Is it out of your system? Yeah. I don't want to live there. Yeah. I want to live here. Why? Why do you want to live here? Well, I've got, um, Roots, um, family, friends, yeah. the Mornington Peninsula, which is special, yeah. um, the coastline down there, um, blue skies. Yeah, I'll bet. We take them for granted. Vitamin D. Vitamin D, um, swimming in the ocean. Mm. Lifestyle. The great outdoors, dare I say it. Yeah. yeah. It's, um, it, it makes sense. The sad thing is, you know, London, you miss out on all the gigs and... I remember being like a Friday night and it was like, oh, my gig just got canceled. So uh, me and my partner would go, oh, let's just jump online and we just do it. It's like, oh, $40 to Barcelona. Let's go. And within an Damn. hour, we're at the airport and we're in Barcelona two hours later. And uh, you can't do that here. That'll get you to Echuca. Yeah. And then what? Yeah. And that's... um. That's what Europe has to offer the UK that's, yeah, that's amazing. It's uh, my brother. He's he's moving back next week. Next, no, his wife. Uh, they they live here. They live in Fitzroy. Him and his wife. Uh, she's English, and they're moving back. She's moving back tomorrow or Sunday, and then he's moving back in two weeks' time. And uh, they're gonna live in in Bristol. And Bristol's great. Yeah, yeah. They yeah. reminded me of Melbourne, man. Is that right? Yeah, Bristol's great. Yeah, it's it's cool. It's like um their proximity to everything, but. They always wanted to go and live in Spain because of Brexit. Mm. Uh, they can't because the whole, you know, yeah. Brexit thing. Um, so, yeah, it's sort of a bummer. That's like the worst time to um, 
to be a UK citizen because you don't get that access to Europe on a permanent basis, obviously. Mm. But, you know, yeah, like you said, it's from a from a holiday perspective. And that, I think that's cool too, like where we can go, like you say, to Echuca in that two-hour period that they can go to Barcelona. And it's like, you know, you go to Echuca, you'll see different kinds of folk and but you know the cuisine's the same like everything's the same like you're in the same mm. country you know like you're in yeah. Australia it's, that's even worse it's like taking a time machine well that's the thing <laughs> not in a good way yeah 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. it's, it's different but way. not in a good way <laughs> yeah yeah you go to Spain uh, are you doing anything over the festival man I've got to wrap this up I've got to go get a CT scan on my fucking back um, I wish you luck with that man I uh I'm not doing any shows. I'm gonna I'm gonna just get around and do as many spots as I yeah, can yeah good yeah, I'm gonna uh, Exford. I'm going to do the Exford. I'm Let's plug do... the Exford. Man. All right. Plug oh, the Exford. I don't know when I'm going to release this. Ah, oh, fuck. I think, I think I'm going to release this in a few weeks. All right. Damn it. I think we're going to miss out. But if we haven't, and if you're watching this and the festival is still on, go to the Exford Bear Pit up late. You see pro comics coming down and comics from overseas coming down doing 10 minutes in what's aptly called a bear pit because uh, the crowd's rowdy, drunk, and if you're not funny, they fucking let you know about it. Mm. Great. It's a, um, yeah, and it's open a micers time. get in there. It's like it's like Gladiator. It is. It's it's a, it's a this weird thing where it's like, a, you know, the spots are like, they're just, they're gold. You know, the open micers spend, they get there at 6 p.m. and they just hang out there waiting for That's a... Sad. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, they hang out there. Six. Which is, how do I know that? I am one. It start, starts at 11 p.m. I know, yeah, yeah. Would you wait at 6 p.m. for a spot? I wouldn't, no, no. no. Um, ah, I mean, I would because I like to drink. So maybe I, I would sit there and drink beers and, you know, not get too carried away. But yeah, yeah maybe. Yeah, maybe, like, that could be a fun night, you know, just, like, go and hang out at the Exford. Because it's a pretty fun, like... In and out crowd, like it's a cool pub, you know. Oh, it's a cool lot of shit fun. pub. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If um, I'm not working the next day, yeah, I love it. Mm. Before you go, what are you doing for the festival? You said you're getting ready. Um, I'm doing same as you, support spots, and yeah. I'm doing a spot at Kings of Comedy. You're doing it, yeah. A couple of shows, so yeah. Nice. What's um, it called? Uh, Visceral. Visceral. But unfortunately, by the time he says those shows will be, be done, gone. Yeah, gone. Are you selling tickets? All right. Uh, not really. All right. Well, I'll come. You tell me where. Thanks, uh, buddy. Yeah, I'll come watch. Yeah. <laughs> on my pass. I ain't fucking paying. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> um, Alex Keane, thank you so much, hey, man. Thanks for having me, man.